Welcome to Amplified Wellness Podcast. Today, my guest is a doctor with nearly 30 years experience in conventional medicine and integrative medicine. Welcome, Dr. Price. Thank you. It's great to be on uh, this podcast with you, Chris. Oh, no, fantastic to have you on here. I, yeah. I know that uh, when I started this podcast, it was December last year. Uh, you were the, the, the first person that popped to mind. Uh, actually, um, we had a relationship. I was actually um, utilising your services for a while uh, at your medical centre. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was, I was kind of blown away by some of your therapies and treatments there. And uh, I knew that uh, for Amplified Wellness, which is all about just uh, chatting with experts like yourself and, and hopefully gathering tools that uh, we can yeah, pass on to our listeners that can apply that directly to their lives to improve the quality of their health. Um, yeah, it was absolutely um, yeah, awesome um, in the lead up to this because I, I know that the subject matter that we're chatting about, which is the mind-body connection, is just so important for people today. Um, mm. uh, and I can't, can't wait to get your um, advice and opinion on all of these um, areas as well, in particular uh, how our emotions impact our physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with your extensive background um, in medicine, just how much do our emotions impact on our physical health? Well, um, I think it's just, it's just so foundational because our emotions, uh, in Chinese medicine, our emotions are connected to each organs as well. So there's actually a direct connection there from the ancient um, Eastern traditions like uh, you know, Chinese medicines and Ayurvedic, they all talk about how our emotions are connected to our organs and the meridians that run through our body. So uh, in my experience, um, it's not only the emotions that affect our health because if we have negative emotions, um, they can actually drain us. And you know that you can think of a time when you get angry or upset or stressed. We just feel very energetically drained. Yeah. And when we feel joy, we've got like boundless energy, right? There's, it comes from somewhere. So definitely uh, it has an impact, but people aren't, um, are not aware of how that's impactful for them. And they're not aware of how profound it is in terms of their day-to-day energy management, because we have lots of uh, times when we're fatigued and more importantly, uh, I, I get a lot of people who are very tired. They come and see me like one of the biggest complaint I have is chronic fatigue because I yeah. deal with people who have got mysterious illnesses who have complex chronic conditions and diseases and they don't really understand why they're not able to heal. And most of the times uh, they think it's due to some sort of genetic predisposition or some physical problems and they have, uh, you know, they, they, they're coming in with a list of symptoms that are like a mile long and a list of diagnoses and tests and want me to work on out all their biochemistry and the pathology and look through all these things. And the simple fact is that when you're not um, feeling good or, or you're under stress, it actually stops you from healing because you're running a sympathetic uh, activation mode where your body thinks it's running away from tigers, you know, saber-toothed yeah. tiger, you're going to shut down, um, you can't heal. So it doesn't matter what happens then, your body's not in a healing mode because we need to be in that parasympathetic rest, digest, and relax mode to actually heal. So this is the thing, we're in the 21st century and everyone's got like negative stress running their lives in some way or another that's created by our mind. And our mind creates um, a lot of our symptomatology that we're not aware of. 
So I call it um, making conscious what's unconscious because we, if we're not aware of what's unconscious, we can't actually deal with the root cause. And most of the root causes that I see that people have in terms of their chronic health conditions are actually coming from emotions. So emotional root cause or psychological, spiritual root causes, as opposed to just pure physical root causes. It's, it's very interesting there what you, you mentioned about the unconscious mind because uh, I've read recently that a lot of um, our uh, conditioning from an early age, I think before uh, seven years of age, can drastically impact us. So if we do have some level of trauma at that age, it can just continue playing out in our unconscious mind and affecting our behaviours. How, um, how do people um, overcome uh, something that they don't know is actually playing out subconsciously in their mind? Yeah, so that's the challenge because people have no, um, often they have no idea. They don't remember a lot of the things that happen um, before seven years of age. And there's been, you know, studies like the big studies, the ACEs study. I don't know if you've heard of that studies, the mm-hmm. Adverse Childhood mm-hmm. Events study. And that was a groundbreaking public um, study that was 10 years long. It was the CDC Kaiser Permanente study in the U.S., that actually showed that adverse childhood events, um, particularly below the age of 18, that could be simple things like separation, witnessing an abuse, bullying at school. I mean, a lot of kind of things Mm. we think might not be that important, but they were trauma to that child. They actually have a huge predictive effect on the the amount of chronic health uh, burden or diseases that you actually get later in life. So the more uh, adverse childhood events you've had, like particularly uh, when you're young, um, the more likelihood you're going to get um, some heart disease, cancer, diabetes, autoimmune disease, particularly autoimmune diseases, high correlation with at least two or more ACEs, which is called the adverse childhood experience. If you've had two or more, you're almost getting 100% risk of having an autoimmune condition. Really? That's yes. incredible. And it impacts, yeah, it impacts also your behaviors. And so what happens is people go to do uh, addict, they have addictions and compulsion, and that's their solution to their problem. So if you're over drinking or you're smoking cigarettes or eating too much or you're taking recreational drugs, it's because you have some underlying anxiety that you can't soothe. So you do these behavior because that's the solution that they have. So you can't go and change people's behavior because it's not create it's not going to the source of their problem. Mm. You have to track their root trauma, which is driving the behavior because they've they've got this trauma that's resonating and running in their in their body still. The body is like the unconscious mind. It reflects all of the unconscious programming that you've taken over a lifetime. Yeah, so traumas yeah. and. and- those, those traumas that you mentioned, how do they affect uh, the physiology? Do they just put you into that fight or flight um, response so that your body's just constantly breaking down and not repairing? And that's where these autoimmune conditions and other diseases come from? Yeah, so that's probably the, the, the main mechanics because if you have a trauma, um, and it might be the first one might be like three years of age, and that's the first time it was keyed in. What happens in that trauma, say your father said something to you that, you know, made you very upset. Yeah. Your brain just takes a snapshot of that trauma. And then anything that reminds you of that trauma, that's when it was first initially keyed in to your psyche, mm. so to speak. And then some down the track, you will have... Um, something that reminds you of that initial trauma. It might be a sight, a sound, the way someone speaks, like your dad. 
will yeah. remind you of that trauma and it triggers you a whole bunch of uh, like, like as if it was happening again. So your body goes into this fight, flight, stress response. Cortisol goes, ah, oh, you think you're going to have to be, you know, you're going to be um, rejected or abused or whatever yeah. that, that happened at the same time. So it just runs the other way. So what happens, your brain shuts down, your cognitive function doesn't work very well, your limbic um, emotional brain starts to take you to the forefront because it's trying to help keep you alive, so it's trying to save you. Yeah. So it puts this whole fight-flight response on and it you know, makes you run the other way. So if you have that, if you have lots of triggers that you're not aware of, like I, had, I was treating the patient the other day who was, um, she didn't know why she was reacting to an overgrown lawn Every time she saw this overgrown <laughs> lawn, she would go into this like anger and she would get really upset and she would start blaming why did her husband keep this lawn, you know, over my, yeah. overgrown. And it was when I tracked it back and I do kinesiology testing to track it right back to where it first came from, it tracked back to when her, she witnessed her father going into a rage about an, an overgrown lawn in his yard to, his, to her mother. So she... <laughs> Yeah, her brain goes an over, you know, grown lawn is not good. It's actually <laughs> it's traumatic because she was traumatized at the same time. So just the sight of that was enough for a trigger. And she didn't calm down for days. So it's crazy. And in that time, her whole body went into a stress response. Now, she had high blood pressure. She was hot. She was angry. She was all <laughs> upset, you know, as if you, you were being yeah. chased by a saber-toothed tiger. It's, it's crazy. It's going to make you sick. <laughs> and absolutely. Like, the, the mind has such a, a, a huge capacity to visualize and, and imagine the most amazing things. But I guess the wrong mentalization, the wrong uh, visualization can cause like the complete re- reverse of that and just like the worst scenario, the worst stress. And, and people are just playing these out daily in their head without even knowing a lot of the time. How, um, how can people overcome these things i know that you do a lot of clearing with your clients is that the only way that you can move forward and get over these things no sometimes what you want to do is uh, is have a i I give my patients uh, some of them an event timeline so they actually write down a list of when these events occur and i just give them the whole timeline so that it can trigger them that they might go oh yeah i I forgot because it triggers their subconscious to go yeah that's right two years ago this happened you know when I went, you know, my sister did this. So it kind of triggers kind of possible trauma uh, uh, episodes that might occur in their life. And sometimes just awareness of that, that's creating all, some of their symptoms can be enough to just uh, heal them. Like awareness and, and having compassion for that little girl or that little boy who actually went through that can sometimes be enough to shift that. It's not always enough because sometimes you have to go in. Mm. The best way is to go in and accept that whatever happened at that time um, and that person did the best they could at the time and they were not even aware of their own programming. <laughs> so most people are, you know, like people are bullies who, who, who are bullies are usually the ones who have been bullied previously. Yes. Another bully <laughs> who's been bullied. So yeah. it's, you know, it's one trauma leads to another and often it's coming from un- unconscious programming all the way down the line. Mm. And when you don't have awareness, you can't wake up. To yourself and actually be able to change that behavior, change the, the kind of trajectory that you're heading on, uh, which is just leading you to more unconscious programming. Sure. So 
we have a lot of authority structures that stop us from living our best life in physically, mentally, and emotionally and spiritually because we have taken on so many people's programming from a young age, from society, from civilizations, TV, media, brothers, sisters, parents, siblings, pro, you know, teachers, especially the teacher archetype, told yes. us how to be, how, what to do. And a lot of times um, it stops us from being who we need to be in our authentic expression. So my, my practice all, all, is all about seeing people who are, are out of alignment with where they need to be or where they need to go in terms of their soul expression. And as a result of that gap between where they are now and where they want to be, they get sick, they get expressed, the messages get expressed in the body as pain, as discomfort, as, you know, diseases, because the body is trying to tell them something like, and it has to, to make it loud and clear so they can yeah, pay yeah. attention and take this body, uh, this vehicle <laughs> to the right person who will actually help them turn that around or point that out or they need to do some healing. Right. Before we, um, you mentioned kinesiology, which I'm very interested in having a chat about in a minute. Uh, but before we move on, I just wanted to discuss um, negative emotions, uh, in particular um, guys uh, are notorious for not um, expressing their emotions. How, uh, so whether it be um, anger or frustration or resentment or, or even, even love, um, suppressing that down and, and never really releasing it and um, acknowledging it, is that negative to, to our health as well? if we just keep pushing it down and never really addressing yeah, it? Yeah, totally. If you keep pushing it down, you will get a, um, a condition like people get ulcers. They get a lot of um, family issues when you're suppressing your emotions will manifest in gut issues, digestive issues, right? Gut issues and digestive issues are lot, often related to holding on patterns in the family. So people <laughs> can't let go of this and not able to forgive, forget, you know, forget. Yeah, yeah. So, one big piece of healing is, about, is forgiveness and acceptance. So yes, when you yeah. can accept something that's happened to you in the past and you can truly forgive that perpetrator or whoever did this to you, you can let that go. That's very healing. That's like the ultimate healing. That's why forgiveness is so big in all healing kind of like traditions. It's the biggest takeaway, don't hold grudges. <laughs> yes. <Forgive>. Be, <laughs> be really willing to let go because the first person you hurt is yourself. Yeah. When you eat you alive, people get cancer because I see so many people who have cancer because they've got built up resentment and traumas really? from the past and uh, they're not expressing. So they're in holding patterns. Because you, you think about when you're stressed, what happens to you? You get tense, right? The mm, muscles tense up. Like we're like, we're all tense. We feel like we've got neck ache, you know, headache. We, our muscles feel really tense. We're really not very relaxed because we're thinking that someone's going to like, be after us or, or, yeah. or in danger in some reason. And so as a result of that, our muscles tense up, but our fascia, which is the lining around our muscles and our organs, is kind of the scaffolding that holds everything up. Right? Otherwise, all your organs would drop down. Yes. So they tense up as well. And the meridian, the energy channels that actually, actually are in the fascia, so they tense up as well. So then you've got now the meridians being blocked, so the energy is not flowing anymore. So these these energy channels that feed the organs and systems and now don't have the life force coming mm. in that way. So therefore, people get sicker because their organs tense up. So if you imagine you've got a liver and then it, it becomes stress and it tenses up, how well do you think it's going to detoxify or make mm. hormones or balance your blood sugar? It's, it's not going to do it very well because everything is squeezed. 
So if you can turn a person back out of, reset their fight, flight physiology stress pattern and turn them into the relaxation, you've got automatic healing now available to you. Mm. But that's the, that is the, the, the challenge. People that can't turn it off. No, that, that is the challenge. It's, yeah, the, the, the biggest killer today, isn't it, stress? It's, it's yes. everywhere. It's emotional, it is. physical, yeah. But it's pinpointing, it's pinpointing the originating trauma that's key because if you don't get the originating trauma and that's not resolved, then all the traumas that look like it after that just continues to trigger you right, left and center. And you have no idea why you see something, smell something or, or look at someone who reminds you of something and you go off and you're now in fight flight and you go, why did I do that? It might take you a while to calm down, but you didn't even have any control over that response. It's like someone pushed the button and said, do this. And now you just have this automatic pilot response yeah, yeah. in anger and you have no clue why. You don't have access to your cognitive function it's, that goes and looks at the big picture and evaluates and go, hang on, that's a stupid thing to say. You just do this automatic reaction as if you were two-year-old yes, or, yeah. or five-year-old. So it makes it hard for people to heal their triggers unless they can really track the originating trauma and be, really be able to resolve who started it or where it was first originating from. And then from then, anything that smells or tastes like that now is actually has a domino effect for healing. It's fascinating, fascinating. Um, one of the um, techniques that you use in your clinic is kinesiology uh, and muscle testing. Uh, this, this is really fascinating. It blew me away. I, I was first introduced to muscle testing probably about five years ago uh, through Paul Check, um, who's a, a fitness expert. And I was fairly sceptical at the time. He was uh, very much muscle testing, testing his hand about whether he should take certain supplements or certain food. Uh, mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I've actually um, had firsthand experience at muscle testing um, with a number of practitioners and, and you being one of them. And it was astounding at how accurate you were with um, yeah, some of the, the questions that you were asking. For, for the listeners who aren't familiar with muscle testing and kinesiology, how does it work and what is it? I would say that um, it's really a neurological test. So you're really not testing a muscle. You're testing the circuit of the brain to that set of muscles. So you're testing the nervous system integrity in relation to a question you might be asking or, or something that you're holding in, in your mind. Because if your brain thinks of something, it's either going to code that with stress or it's going to code it with relaxation, correct? correct? So if you think, like if you say, like, I love my favorite food, you think of your favorite food and you go, mm, yeah, that sounds good. I, I can't wait to eat my favorite food. And you can do a test and the neurological circuit to that will be strong because there's no neurological stress with that thinking about your favorite food but if you say you know i eat dirt that is automatic your brain goes i don't want to eat dirt that's going to taste <laughs> foul so then that is going to cause um the there's going to be a lot of noise inside that circuit to the muscles and that's what's going to create the weakening effect of the muscles so it's not really testing a muscle it's testing a neuro neurological signal it's probably more accurate to say and the reason i say that is because with that concept it's what we're looking at is what causes the brain stress Mm. Right. And then from there, you can ask a whole heap of questions. And basically, you know, anything you go, especially is a really good um, way to question the subconscious mind. Now, the subconscious mind probably controls 95% of our behaviors, beliefs, and, and our kind of our, 
our life really and it's only five percent that we have conscious willpower or in terms of what we do but we can't access the subconscious mind is like a, you hit a recorder it has recorded everything from conception until now so it has this huge perfect photographic memory that has remembered everything and you don't consciously remember more than seven bits of information so you can't necessarily <laughs> access a lot of the data but yeah. like it's like hypnosis if you put yourself under hypnosis like the police do when they try and like find interrogate someone they find all <laughs> sorts of details so you can access that through kinesiology testing which is just a way of asking questions and to see if the brain is stressed about that or is mm. it coherent is the signal coherent or is it stress if it's stress that means there's you know the brain is stressed which means the body will be stressed. Yeah, yeah. And so that tells you a lot about, so if you're talking about a trauma, you can say, I recall this trauma. It's all you're doing is taking that memory out of the subconscious data bank and, and looking at it on a TV screen and saying, is that, a, is that a stress or am, am I resolved about that or am I still, you know, traumatized about it? Because if your arm goes down, that means that there's still a trauma to the brain about right. it's still holding stress. So this is how you can, you can test what actually is causing stress to that person neurologically. It's really awesome. And can um, everybody learn that, that technique and that skill or is it only for practitioners? I know everyone can learn it. I mean, you just have to have a commitment to learn it. Yeah. You can, I think you can learn if one person can, learn, can do something, you can also do it as well. It, just take, it takes some, it takes some um, training, and of course, to do it well and to do it uh, with trust. The biggest blocks is actually trusting yourself and okay. trusting your own guidance. So yeah. there's sometimes blocks that you might have to actually um, trusting your own you know, testing. So I sometimes recommend people use a number of other tools before they even do muscle testing mm. or kinesiology testing or neurological testing. Um, they might use things like a pendulum to test because it's sometimes easier for people okay. to test with a pendulum because they're not, think, they're not uh, having to do, especially when you do self-testing, it's a lot more difficult right. than testing someone else because you're more uh, objective when you're okay. testing someone else. So, so the challenge with, with um, using kinesiology testing is you have to be fairly neutral. You have to not be too biased because if you go, I really want this, Yes. To be true, and you test where you could fool yourself very easily. <laughs> so that's why it's easier when you're testing someone else because you're much more objective. Okay. All right. So harder to test yourself until you gain kind of competency and inner trust. If, if you trained and became very competent with it, could you test like other members of your family on certain things like uh, is this food, the, the best food choice? To say a son or a daughter or a wife or yeah, supplements, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. So, so the, the the key is not that's not a great question because you have to. Do, it's always about degrees, right? What's good sure. and what's bad, like okay, compared to what? So yeah, yeah. you would say, well, how much beneficial is this food for this person from zero to hundred percent? And you would calibrate: uh, is it fifty percent benefit, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety? And there might be a rule that. Like for supplements, I might say, if it's not more than 75% beneficial, I don't bother taking it. Okay. So then I know that it, it, that's, my, you know, that's my criteria. So you need to establish criteria. So the kind of the questions you ask is actually one of the most important skill sets, not so much the learning how to do the, uh, the mechanics of it. 
it's like learning and know what to ask and how to ask and the questions you need to ask to get the answers that you're seeking to find the truth of a situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, definitely anyway, very, very fascinating. It's fascinating and it's so much more um, illuminating as a practitioner because you can go beyond the, 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 the limitations of conventional testing or even functional testing and so many other diagnostic tools that have got its limits. But with, um, with asking the subconscious mind of that person or the body of the person or their soul, you can say, well, I'm going to ask your soul, I'm going to ask your higher self, or I'm going to ask your body what is going on here. And yeah. you can just go come up with a whole heap of questions and you'll get answers, right? The body will respond to you or, the, or, the, or their brain will respond to you depending on what you're asking. To, to finish up, I just wanted to ask, have you had uh, experiences with clients that just had health conditions, diseases that just wouldn't respond to conventional treatments and physical treatments um, and it wasn't until you cleared certain traumas that the, the, the symptoms eased and, and went away? Is that Yeah, that's basically, common? it's very common, especially yeah. someone who has chronic health, complex health problems that they've had for years. Usually they tried everything. They've tried all sorts of diet, nutrition, exercises, um, lots of kind of different alternative treatments. And they're still getting the symptoms. And then, because mm. they're the kind of patients I get, the, the mysterious illnesses <laughs> that come <laughs> to me, right? And so I'm going, so I ask the body, I ask their, their brain, is this, is, this, is this symptom the root of the root of the root cause? Is it physical, mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual? And it will often come out either emotional, right? The root of the root. So say you had a virus, right? You might go, oh, I'm picking up virus. But then you go, well, what's causing my virus? Or what's causing my bacterial infection to become so recurrent? Right. It's usually coming back to an emotional landscape of not enough uh, self-love. So I don't love myself or I don't, mm. and to, so that I can't put enough healthy boundaries. So I just say yes all the time and I can't say no and I don't know, I don't deserve and I'm not receiving. All of this causes stress in the body, which predisposes that person to getting opportunistic infection, which then creates their diseases. Yes, yeah. So when you track back down to the, if I see that it's emotional, I'm already tracking trauma. Okay, is there the original? I'll ask what's the originating mm. trauma and I'll track a, a timeline. So, that's the good thing about using this testing methodology. You can track the timeline of an occurrence, of an event, of a situation that's mm. initiating that issue. You resolve that, you heal, you love, you forgive, you let go. And now that person is no longer running stress in their body with anything that reminds you of that. And they can just start healing. And I see it time after time, you know, people have like allergies and like terrible allergies. Allergies is a classic. People think that's like a lot of allergies are just fear coding. Really? Yeah, you, could, you, you, you have an allergy. And most of the allergies I see is not from a physical reaction to a chemical. It's an emotional stress that they've coded that as dangerous from a trauma they've had. Like I just cleared my last patient cleared an allergy that she had when her mother was shouting at her while she was eating a <laughs> wow. piece of, of, of fruit, right? And from <laughs> then on at two years of age, she's coated this fruit with like uh, as an allergic reaction. When I tested energetically for her, it didn't come as a physical allergy, it came as an emotional. And then when I cleared the, that, I forgive my mother for um, yelling at me why I ate this piece of fruit at two years of age, right? <laughs> she can now eat that fruit, no problems. 
allergy gone. So a lot of times then you have one allergy that spreads, the fear tends to spread, just adds more and more to, then you're now allergic to like lots and lots of things. Yeah, it's incredible. So, so many people will be having similar symptoms and, and diseases and medicating, medicating their whole life when potentially they should be looking back to those yeah, early traumas and, and events that could have caused. Um, so if anybody's listening uh, in that boat, Make sure that you go see a practitioner like Dr. Price that could um, yeah, definitely help. Um, Dr. Price, thank you so much for being on Amplified Wellness Podcast. You uh, operate uh, Beyond Good Health in Rabina and I believe Ashmore? Ashgrove in Brisbane. Ashgrove. Ashgrove. I don't go there, but my other practitioners go there, yes. Fantastic. So if people want to find out more about uh, your services, uh, Beyond Good Health, uh, is there any other... Um, contacts where yeah. they can find that's, is that's that the best good, place yeah. It, yeah beyondgoodhealth.com um, and they'll be able to find it pretty easily yeah no fabulous so um, we go yeah. beyond health that's because we definitely take people beyond <laughs> <good> health <laughs> absolutely beyond good health <laughs> we don't want we don't want good health we want yeah, beyond that we want amazing health <laughs> exactly extraordinary health absolutely it's, Extraordinary health. It was lovely chatting with you, Dr. Price. Um, yes. And, um, yeah, keep up the amazing work that you're doing at that clinic. And, mm. um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, yeah, chat with you further down the line because uh, I know that um, you have so many therapies and modalities that you, you specialise in and, yeah, we've only just touched on one, which is mind-body connection, which is huge. Uh, yeah, but hopefully, huge. yeah, our listeners um, can take some really vital uh, points out of that and um, understand that, our emotions do have a, a massive impact on our, our physical body and health. Yes, of course. Thank you so much, Chris. That was a pleasure to add some value to your listeners. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Okay, great. Bye. Thanks for listening to Amplified Wellness Podcast. If you love this and want more, be sure to subscribe to Amplified Wellness Podcast on iTunes.